everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 490. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Maka-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And welcome everybody to our special Zenkai Con edition of our show in a bite-sized 60-minute uh, format. This is the best part of the show where you can make your bets and see how long it takes for us to derail and just forget that the show is actually existing right now. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. One second. No fanboys and fangirls were... ...operate on the prices Right rules of... Closest time without going over? Maybe. <laughs> the funny thing is, I turned the volume down so that wouldn't happen, and I slid the volume back up, and I was just like, oh. Well, one thing about this show, something always goes wrong, but we roll with it anyway. So... We're not showing on the stream for the Pennsylvania Zenkaicon. Uh, like a minute of lag over there, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, there's a minute of lag. Okay, because I'm just I'm I'm monitoring and I'm watching and I'm just trying to make sure we're good. But right now it says stream starting soon. This would be a great time to grab a snack and drink. Um, oh good. I mean, it's probably how it's being relayed. So you know the delay. Okay. That's probably I what it is. I to make sure we're still good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're we're fine. Uh, we are streaming directly to our Twitch page, so we are golden. Okay, so they're just hosting us. Okay, good. Yeah. I was worried. I was like, I don't know if I should be. Okay, I'm gonna open both. <laughs> But there yeah, is a way to open myself. There is a way to do a direct, you know, host, but that requires security codes and all. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a whole big mess. Mm. I know. I, I, okay, no. we're good then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say it looks like their logo is spinning, so I don't know how good we are. No, we're fine. We're fine. The Zenkai mod who's in the chat with us today is being super awesome and saying we're running behind you guys. So. We'll give them, you know, a few minutes to catch up and everything, and we're good to go. So well, I just, I, I'm monitoring both with my lovely little, like, tippity-tappity hands, so I just wanted to make sure we're good. Look, there is a part of me right now that wants to fire up the other Surface, the other laptop, and be like, we're golden here, we're golden here. Turn this sort of like a mini studio, like what I'm used to, <laughs> in, in the environment I'm yeah. used to work in. So, anywho, enough about that. How is everybody doing this afternoon? Uh, I'm awake, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. I get up this morning. I'm just like, yeah, I got to get make sure everything is up and running. I get out of the shower. I'm like, yeah, I think I have about 40 minutes. This should not be a problem. <laughs> Anywho, we are live week of March 21st, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. Normally, you can find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find them at vognetwork.com as well as Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. They kick, they actually kick things off later today with uh, at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio. So if you have a chance, swing by, show them a little bit of love. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, let's see what else we have here. And don't forget, we have a Discord. You can find us at um, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, come by. All the shows that are part of the Voice of Geeks Network have their own channel, so come hang out, have a good time. We greatly appreciate that. So, normally we would do, how was your uh, week? But basically, we're just going to do, how was your weekend? Because it's been like, what, three days? So, Ari, how was your weekend? You let, you go while I go grab some water. Uh, okay. Um, well, like I, like I said last time, I had I've been on vacation this week, and I won't have my next day of work until Wednesday afternoon, which is wonderful how that schedule worked out. But more specifically, I actually, you know, did what I said I was going to do, and I went down to, uh, like, went down to, to get some uh, alcohol from a, this, this brewery in Cape May, because, you know, the shore is, is my happy place as it is, and I just decided I needed to relax a little, just drive down to the shore for like for a couple hours in the day just either walk around shop do some stuff that sort of thing and that's what i ended up doing hmm it's all good 
Akko-chan, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was fun. Um, I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> I, I I watched Ichigo yesterday on her little panel on Zenkaikan Online, um, because you know that is what you do. And uh, I was checking out some of the other panels, uh, but mo mostly I was watching the uh, Bob Ross Marathon on Twitch. What? <laughs> it's just they're they're basically running oh, the yeah, entire yeah, yeah, yeah. series from start to finish. They usually do this um, every so often, uh, but on the weekends, and it's just it's so relaxing and so calming just to have that in the background whenever you're doing anything. So that's basically what I did all weekend. Yesterday, I sat and I read in the living room with that running all night, and it was amazing. Okay. If it ain't that, I think Twitch also does two days of Pokemon episodes, so... They do yep. the Pokemon streams. Um, a lot of the channels, they will actually do, um, like, as long as they own the actual channel, uh, they have the rights to show what they are streaming, um, so they do, like, Pokemon will do it, and Bob Ross will do it, and some of the other shows that are out there, uh, they do get permission to actually just stream old episodes. So it's it's kind of nice just to sit there the entire weekend and have something to marathon that you know you're going to enjoy. Sounds good. Ichigo, how was your weekend so far? Uh, it was actually pretty busy. I wasn't anticipating being so busy, but... Um, I was a cosplay judge this weekend, as well as a panelist, as well as with you lovely people here at AJS. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it got it got kind of busy kind of quickly, and I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Um, like Mako said, yesterday we were hanging out in the Resin 101, and we almost broke the bot, which was super great. Um, we were definitely trolls, but, you know, uh, that's just how it is sometimes when you get hypey. Um, uh, we appreciate our mods uh, for working that panel as well as all the other panels this weekend. So thank you so much for your hard work. Um, but yes, so in general, I had uh, on Friday, I went and I watched a bunch of panels because I wanted to help celebrate all the people who are being featured for their programming this weekend. And then on Saturday is basically from 1 p.m. on, or like noon on, it was basically panel after panel, and I was either watching, participating, or mm. just hyping the chat for the panelists, because it can be a little hard to chat to the void. Um, I did that for many years when I was first starting my Twitch journey, so I understand that it can be a little intimidating. Um, yes, in our chat, Wild Spice <laughs> was there, and Wild Spice's panel was lovely. Mm. Um, they Their panel on uh, Friday of, of cosplay photography, which was awesome. I loved it. I learned so much. And um, in general, that's kind of what happened. And then sat uh, Saturday night, I believe, was the cosplay showcase and the cosplay uh, awards and stuff, which awesome. was very cool. We got to interact with those cosplayers and stuff, which was really, really awesome. So, yeah, I, it was just a very exciting weekend. Um, I think ZenkaiCon did a great job. I think their production quality was like A plus, Chef's Kiss, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, I was really excited to watch everything. It sounds more like they deserve the Italian seal of approval. Mwah. Yes. <laughs> Basically, my weekend was prepping for today's stream, and it's like. Very simple stuff I could do. If I know if it's a lot of work, I'll get on it as soon as possible. If it's simple stuff that won't take long, I'll just do it either the day of or 24 hours prior. So I just spent time redoing our intro, which will probably carry over into our normal feed, and running tests and making sure that OBS and VLC play together nicely, which they did. That, and I was hanging out, you know, in a few streams here and there, following the Zenkaikon stream. I... Hang, hung out in Michelle not to stream and then we raided Norisia and we were playing like an hour and some change of Among Us so that was fun and I had a lot of Japanese food to eat last night so I was yeah I saw the hungry. pictures of that I was quite jealous <laughs> if it makes you feel any better I didn't eat it all in one shot I I didn't touch the uh the poke bowl till about like 2 30 3 o'clock in the morning and i was just eating it while catching up with my youtubers i'm like yeah ain't starting a movie now i'm going to bed so yeah so anywho moving right along uh housekeeping um 
no no new news right now uh don't forget we are here tuesdays from 9 30 to 11 so swing by see the full version we're gonna roll through and have a great time so um next part of the show is uh geek roundtable this is where we briefly talk about some of the geekier stuff of our weekend or something cool we want to show off so what do you got here ari uh, well, this is where I went this weekend. Nice. To, uh, go get alcohol. Cape May Brewing Company and, well, obviously Cape May. Mm-hmm. Now, all the stuff is made in-house. I ended up getting, uh, a couple six-packs of, uh, of different beers, a, uh, four-pack of a strawberry, st- a chocolate strawberry seltzer, just because it looked interesting. Great. As well as a 64-ounce growler of, a. Uh, of some uh, dark Belgian beer. Sounds good. And uh, it was quite pricey. I also got the, I also bought a gl- the glass I just showed off and a uh, a magnet separate. Mm-hmm. And college age me would have been like, that's like twelve cases of old Milwaukee right there, dude. <laughs> Sounds good. That's how beer math goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll save more of that for the adult version of the show <laughs> yeah uh, even if even if I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking at three o'clock in the afternoon nothing but nothing like fresh water um Akko chan what do you have for a geek round table um i wasn't planning on doing geek round table because my beautiful face is on stream instead Ichigo, uh, what so do you have for geek me, round table let me pull something that no no you don't um, have to if that, that's geek round table for us you've graced us with your presence achievement well, well, I, unlocked I can actually do geek round table of myself there you um, go as you can see I, I can show off some of my tattoos that are geeky um, I don't because I don't normally uh, go on to the stream myself. I usually just show off some of uh, my geek merch, but instead you get me, so you do get some of my uh, tattoos, so you can actually see my lovely supernatural tattoo. Um, yeah, so there is there is my geek round table. There there's there's me, and if he pops through. Damien in the back. Yeah, if if we don't see, we'll hear. That's how it goes. <laughs> if he comes close, can you pick him up and hold him up to the camera so we can see him? Uh, if he allows it, sure. Hmm. Ichigo, what do you have for a uh, geek round table? Well, for those of you who uh, did participate in the uh, event this weekend, oh my gosh, it's Damien. <laughs> I redeem. I redeem pets. I redeem all of them. I have all the points. You don't understand. Okay. But, um, yeah, so we love Damien. Um, yes, he loves that, too. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The cat's taking over the stream now. Cancel everything. Okay. 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 But, Distraction. Uh... Distraction gone. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. You can stay. <laughs> um, I basically was uh, doing Resin 101 panel. I also want to celebrate the other fellow cosplayer who was doing an amazing Resin 101 panel on Friday night. Um, if you check them out, uh, they are just an amazing person. So if you haven't had a chance to um, send the them some love... Um, I will get you guys their links and stuff on uh, the chat here at uh, twitch.tv slash link icon Pennsylvania room. Um, but yeah, everybody freaked out over a respirator some pie. Which... <laughs> that was adorable. I love I... that. <laughs> I didn't realize that the reaction online is going to be so much weirder and stranger and loved um, than, uh, than, you know, we are uh, in, in person. Um, Sorry, I'm also handling some of the stuff in chat. Um, it's all good. So, yeah, I, I worked on Resin Casting 101. We learned a lot. Um, I had some good jokes in there. People enjoyed it. Uh, we spammed the chat. And in general, it was a great um, event. Um, for anyone who missed the panel, I ended up uh, having it. I have my VOD or video on demand for those who don't frequent Twitch um, on my uh, website. And I will post that um, on AJS's, uh, I'll post it somewhere. Yeah, it'll, be on, it'll be on. It'll be on her. It'll, it'll, pro- it'll be on Ichigo's YouTube page if she has one. Yeah, and it'll on, be. And you'll find a link to it on our Facebook page. page. Yeah, so I'll, I'll cross post it for you guys if you want to uh, catch any of that, or if you join our Discord, um, you can definitely get in touch with that. Um, but yeah, I it was a great time. 
Uh, people were excited to learn and excited about um, Respirator Senpai, and I now have a new emote that I have to get working on because my community was overjoyed. <laughs> yes. I, so, I want a resp Respirator Senpai emote. I want it. I, yeah, it, basically it's a respirator <laughs> that, uh, it, it's my respirator actually, and it has, I, I edit it so in, in Photoshop to have big uwu anime eyes and little bright cheeks, so it made everybody freak out and have fun, and it was so cute. See, th so, that's... You just buy a big pair of googly eyes and stick it on like that. Literally, no, that's literally what I did, but instead of just googly eyes, it was just like big, I think I used, um, or on high school host clubs, Tamaki. I used his eyeballs. That... I, I I can imagine that being that so possibly very very possibly. <laughs> fan art, fan art of wow. um, And I also oh, and I also I forgot I had this in my lap this whole time. But um, I have disappeared. Cloak? It is invisibility cloak. <laughs> Yay, invisibility cloak! I it's want a one now. Cloak, um, that I remember getting, or I think I got it um, from ZenkaiCon one year from one of the sellers. So I thought I'd bring something back. Um, but yeah, so invisibility cloak uh, uh, assemble. Um, but yeah, that was it for my weekend. See, I I've I've come into a lot of stuff I've ordered off of Amazon, so I figured you know let me do something different. I'm going to show off you know one of the one of the figurines I have at my desk. It my the figurines at my desk kind of represent part of my fandom, so I am going to show off. Spike from My Little Pony, who is best pony of all time. Well, actually, honestly, best pony is either... It's a toss-up between Twilight, Sparkle, and Rarity, depending on how I feel and how the coin toss. But, you know, Spike is best sidekick to every single pony, so... Best sidekick, yes, I agree. Yeah, best best pony, no. Well, yeah, I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do need to get wings for my for my Spike cosplay. That'll happen soon, so we'll see. All right. Gr granted, this guy, this guy too. He he he's he's pretty good. Mm. It's just glare, glare. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That reminds me, I was watching part of the stream yesterday, and John Delance, they showed John Delancey, it was ZenkaiCon 2013, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that, yeah, and then I was the like, Zenkai I remember Kong the hell I got for that too. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. You kind of made the wrong decision. We didn't uh, know! <laughs> yeah, we I, didn't know until after we had already paid for everything to go to PAX, oh, and then they announced, oh hey, we got John Delancey, and I went, That's I'll... twice now. Two different conventions that I've missed John Delancey at. Well, the first I was purely by accident. I didn't. We literally did not know him and his hammer was gonna come and walk up and shoot the, shoot the shit with us, you know. <laughs> but um, enough about that. We're gonna get into uh today's topics. I didn't label who's who, so it's fair use. Whoever wants to um take them. So first up, we're gonna talk briefly about Dragon Slayer. Uh. Kibetsu no Yaiba, uh, the, mo uh, the movie Mugen Train. It basically is kicking butt in Japan all over. And honestly, I cannot wait to see this movie here. I know it's going to be released in theaters here, but I'm going to sit my little tukus here at home and wait for the, uh, the release of it on Funimation. So. I guess you can take this one, Ranma. Sure, why not? Since I'm a little hyped about it, so... Basically, let, let me pull it up, load up, bless it files. Anywho, so basically what happened with the movie is that it won Japan's Academy Film Prize's Animation of the Year. And this happened basic, um, this past Friday. There were other nominees in this category. Uh, Violet Evergarden, the movie, Popel of Chimney Town, Stand By Me, Doraemon 2, and Josie, the Tiger and the Fish. Interesting. Uh, both Yuki Kajura and Go Shina were nominated for Best Music Award for their work on the film, uh, but unless they didn't win. Uh, Ren Nagase won the award for Best New Actor as his role as Sakamichi Onoda in the live-action live adaptation of the Yawamushi Pedal Manga. Huh. Manga about bike riding. Cool. So, let's see. And it also won its Popularity Award as well. That's great. 
And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to see it here in the States. It's going to be in 4DX and IMAX screens here in US and Canada on April 23rd. You'll have it, they'll be doing a Japanese with English subtitles as well as a dub of it. Uh, the movie will go on sale digitally on June 22nd on basically any uh, site that does streaming films like uh, Microsoft Store, Vudu, Google Play, PlayStation Store, Amazon, and Apple TV. Uh, the movie came out October 16th uh, in Japan, and it had the highest opening weekend globally for that weekend, which was the 16th to the 18th. The film sold over 3 million tickets and hit over, if I'm looking at this correctly, over four, literally over four and a half billion yen, which translates to about close to 44 million US dollars. And this was in the first three days. Overall, the film has sold 28 million tickets and it's earned a total of 40 billion yen, which is three, about 354 million dollars. And this was as of last Sunday. The film has surpassed uh, Spirited Away as its last rival for all-time highest earnings in Japanese box office history. And it also surpassed Spirited Away as the number one highest earning Japanese film of all time worldwide. That's amazing. I, 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 that, that's just wow. That's just wow. So, I don't know about y'all, I've seen the show. Um, I cannot wait for the movie, and I'm curious to see how the how the video game is. I've seen uh, screenshots, I've seen a little bit of video. It looks interesting. I I can't wait. Maka, you said you started uh, watching uh, Demon Slayer, right, or reading the manga? Oh, okay. I need to start. I yeah. have not started. I think this is one you're really going to enjoy. I just what everybody keeps saying about it and uh, just what I have read of it. It does seem like one that I would definitely enjoy. I like the more supernatural kind of uh, series that are out there. Um, well, I like a lot of series that are out there that aren't, but I, I tend to go towards those that deal with, uh, you know, the the old Japanese mythology and crap like that. So. Plus, the fact that the main villain looks like Michael Jackson from Smooth Criminal. <laughs> that is not what I will be watching. I know, but the, the sheer number of Smooth Criminal AMVs, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, um, Banana Fish gets a two-part stage play. I think that's becoming like the, the popular thing now, to get a, a stage play or a musical adaptation... Yeah, it's or... it's definitely something that is very very popular. Um, whether it is a musical or a stage play, um, but it really does depend on the popularity of the series, and it is a way to extend um, merchandising. And Where the real I... money from the franchise is made, like yogurt yeah, said, I mean, merchandising. That, that is how it goes merchandising. In Japan. Japan is very much about how much merch can be. Um, gotten and that will determine how long a series lasts in Japan. Um, we going in the back West to know that feeling too. Yeah, well, I mean, going back to say the live-action Sailor Moon TV series, um, that did really well in popularity, as in watching. It did really well in popularity while it was uh, while it was on air, but it did not do very well in merchandising, mm -hmm. and so they ended up ending it yeah which i mean really really sucks but the same thing actually happened to the animated version it was not doing well and then they came up with some uh more interesting i guess items that they ended up uh selling for it and that's what finally said okay we'll do another season of it um, but before that merchandise actually went on, it was actually only, you know, they, they were very big with the questioning on if the series was going to continue to be animated. Mm. Gotcha. And I guess I can go into Banana Fish. Sure. Um, I, I will say this about Japan. Japan is really, really good with trying to get actors and actresses that look the part they want you to go into these live action 
shows thinking that you're actually seeing the people from your favorite manga, from your favorite anime. So they're very, very good with what they do about how they do um, the, the, the clothing and the makeup and, you know, everything to go with it. So Banana Fish is going to be doing a two-part stage play. And their first part is going to be running in Tokyo between June 10th and June tw uh, 20th. That's the other thing about Japan is that they do very limited runs. Um, it's not something like Broadway or something like that where they will stick on the stage and stay in the theater until, you know, they start losing money. Um, Japan is very much for very limited runs on these. So, um, the website was actually opened this past Friday to announce that Banana Fish's manga is going to be um, split into two part uh, into a two-part stage play. The first part is going to be titled Banana Fish the Stage Zen Pen. Um, and they have uh, two actors that are very, very much going to look like the characters. Um, so Fumiya Matsuzaki is directing. Um, Fumi Hatsumatsa is writing the script. Um, Yashihiro Ito is, compo is composing the music. And then it's going to star Kenta Mizu as Ash Lynx and Kuruma Okamiya as Iji Okamura. And for those of you that don't know what Banana Fish is, Banana Fish is one of the older series that's out there. Um, it actually start. It actually is um, a Japanese version, or I should say, it's Japan's version of you know a Vice City kind of thing. Um, it takes place in New York City in the '80s, and you know it's it's about you know guns and power and it's it's actually it's really really good um it's you know about war and the times that were going on during you know during the 80s uh the art in the manga is really really good mm -hmm. um and then it did inspire an anime that premiered in july of 2018 which that ended up becoming a huge popular um series as well so if you want to see the manga, the manga is actually being put out by Viz, I believe. Yes, because they used to put out a magazine called Pulp, which was a lot of shoujo-esque uh, books. And I actually collected Pulp for a while because there were some good stories in there I enjoyed, and Banana Fish was one of them. Yeah, so Viz is putting out the manga. Um, Amazon Prime Video streamed the uh, series with English subtitles. I do not know right now where you would be able to find the series. Um, but I know that, you know, it, it stuck true to what was going on with the manga. Um, so it ended up being uh, very popular by those that actually followed the series. Mm. I think Crunchyroll had it as well, but thankfully I have both so I can see it. It doesn't hurt that the uh, guys that got to play the characters on stage are photogenic as hell. <laughs> as part of it. Well, that, that, that is Japan's thing. Um, they make their main characters very pretty, and then they find very pretty people to play them in their live actions. Hold the um, or the but they're 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 very good at making the people look like they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, so it does draw in people, and it doesn't take away it. Do, it doesn't make you lose that fantasy of you know watching. It doesn't break the suspension at this point. Right, right. Next. All right, next. I'll up, take this one. Go then. for it. It's about Netflix. I thought that's uh, the one that Ichigo wanted. No, no, no. Okay. When we get to the part of the show that everybody ah, sticks around okay. for. So she wants that very last one. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I get so, it. So uh, 3D CG studio Digital Frontier announced on Monday that it signed a contract with Netflix to allow Netflix's digital production department to collaborate with Digital Frontier on original works and numerous other projects over several years. This is the first such contract that Netflix has signed with a Japanese studio for visual effects. 
the first project in this new agreement was the live-action Alice in Borderland, which debuted on Netflix on December 10th. That was so Digital good. Front Digital Frontier worked in the CG and digital effects for the show, and the show is getting a second season. <clears throat> uh, digital Frontier was founded in 1993 and became part of the Fields Group in 2010. The company employs around 250 employees and has produced visual effects for live-action productions such as Bleach, Inuyashiki, Death Note, and Gantz. It has worked on Gantz O, Resident Evil Damnation, Kingsley, Final Fantasy XV, Tekken Blood Vengeance, The Magnificent Kotobushi, Summer Wars, Wolf Children, and other anime. And cut as well as, as, well as cutscenes for the Final Fantasy remake, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and other games. I don't know if you heard about the background, but the phone I had tossed aside had uh, parried something, which lets me know that I got a message, but forget that for now. <laughs> mm. Pulling an oracle, Yeah, that's huh? quite a yep. resume they got. Yeah, like I said, when you mentioned uh, Alice in Borderland, me and Maka, we watched that over New Year's. It was It was really good. I can't wait for season two of that. That was one that we watched over New Year's? Yeah. That seems like it was so long ago. I know. I know. The, the past, the past oh year God. and a half has just been a complete time at this for us. It's so yeah. bad. It's so bad. I it, Just the fact that it's been a year since this whole thing started, and this is the second Zenkai that we haven't gotten a chance to go to. Yeah. It just it seems... So quick when you're thinking about, oh, hey, it's, you know, the end of March already. But then you go, oh, wait, you know, it's actually been almost four months since, you know, New Year's. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely crazy. And why? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My time dysphoria has been going super mad, especially with my ping-ponging sleep schedule. Because, hi, anyone in the chat and an insomniac? I am. Um, so I, I've been doing pretty good. I've been going to bed at a pretty good hour, but I, yeah, no, time dysphoria is a thing. Um, yeah. Time is of the essence. Time is, a, is an illusion, and so is death. Mm. Or was it pants? Am I thinking of pants? You might be thinking of pants. I might be thinking of pants. Just remember, the dude abides. <laughs> I mean, honestly, pants are an illusion, considering that most of us are from here up. Most of the time now. Like, <laughs> Why do you think I don't go on stream more often? I mean, think oh, about God, it. When you have is. to do, when, you're at, when you're at work and you have to do those those video calls, half the people on those calls just have a dress shirt or dress blouses on and that's it. And now it's gotten to where some companies are requiring that you be fully dressed. And I'm just like, how are you going to pull that gonna... off? And I how know how, know? but no. How do they know? They don't know. How are you going to verify that? You're going to make us stand up? Yes. Some companies will make you stand up. Uh... Okay, if I can do my job in my pajamas, what does it matter? Yeah, pretty much. I do much. my job in my pajamas every Friday since I work at home, and it's amazing. Yes. It's so much more relaxing than having to get dressed into, you know, uniforms or fancy clothing and I believe that every day should be pajama day when you go to work. Yeah, look, a nice Once shirt. Once this whole thing's over, I'm gonna hang my pants, my pajama pants, from the ceiling like I just retired a jersey. <laughs> look, a nice shirt, sweatpants. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. Or if the weather is nice, shorts. That's it. Please. <laughs> now that we got that all out of the way, we're at the part of the show where. Y'all really stick around for uh, where we discuss some of the interesting stories coming wait, out of Japan. Wait, called... Ron, am I not doing a story about one of my fandoms? What do you mean? Well, I know we brought some levity to the show, but we did have a loss in the fandom yeah, of Creamy yeah, Mammy right. and Slayers and stuff. I didn't put it on the list due to time constraints. Oh, you didn't? Okay, um, then we will probably talk about it next week. Or um, Tuesday, you know. Or Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, uh, mysterious uh, forebodingness. It happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have some we have three very interesting stories today. So who would like to take the first one? 
Anybody? Well, you haven't done an article yet, so... You want uh, me to take the first one? Well, okay. the first and the second one kind of go together. Well, I can take the first one. I'm perfectly okay with that. Okay. I actually thought I was... I actually figured you know, whoever takes the second one would take the first one, but I'm like, it would be good. Two different people, two different um points of views, so that would be cool. All right, so our first artic uh, article coming out of Japan, we're going to talk about how... The Tokyo Olympic ceremony chief quits after making a size remark about Naomi Watanabe, and you don't want to do that. There are some things in the world you don't do, and that's one of them. So basically, as you know, the Tokyo Olympics has been a bit of a cluster F, and they're trying hey, to get- Hey, Rama, just lower the music a little bit. There. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. So basically, the 2022 Olympics has been a bit of a cluster ref. And they're figuring things out. Now, people have been coming and going, retiring, accusing themselves, and so forth. Another, per And in doing so, a person in a senior role is stepping down from their post due to making a fat joke about Naomi Watanabe. And I just nod my head like that because I feel... There was actually no point in making such remark. As reported by weekly magazine Shuken Bunshun, uh, the, this past Wednesday of this article coming out, the chief, the chief creative director for the Olympics and Paralympics opening and closing ceremony, Hiroshi Sasaki, had suggested Watanabe appear dressed as a pig. Why? According to screenshots obtained by the magazine, he had made the suggestion uh, last March in a message to planning team members via the messaging app Line, and it had several pig emojis. Sasaki suggested that she could descend from the sky as an Olympic during the opening ceremony. However, after making the proposal, members of the planning team immediately pushed back against the idea, with one woman saying it wasn't right to make such comparisons, and male members saying the idea was too awful to consider. The proposal was withdrawn, and nobody said anything about it till now, which I would assume somebody on the team went back, pulled screenshots, and just sent them along. And, and juvenile is all hell, too. Yeah. As according to the magazine sources, the organizing committee discussed the matter with the IOC, which is the International Olympic Committee, on March 17th, the day the scoop was published online and the day before it was published in magazine format. When concerns about, about Sasaki's uh, remark being sexist, the organization committee executive was quoted as saying, even pig emojis are used, which leads to it being a human rights problem and more serious in an ex-chairman Mori situation. The IOC will not protect him. On the 18th, he submitted his resignation to the president of the committee, Seiko Hashimoto. Speaking to the magazine, 66-year-old uh, Sasaki admitted to making the appropriate suggestion, saying, I tend to make a lot of bad puns, and this one just slipped out of my mouth. I thought she would look charming as an Olympic dressed in a pink outfit with her tongue poking out, but I was immediately scolded by male staff. I regret it. He has made a formal apology since then. He said, while changing ideas for the opening ceremony with my colleagues, there were very inappropriate expressions in my ideas and remarks. My eyes were immediately open to this when staff became angry. So deeply ashamed, I apologized and withdrew the suggestion. I sincerely regret and apologize for my terribly insulting, irreparable suggestion and remarks. Sasaki, who was initially charged of directing the uh, 2020 Paralympic ceremonies, became the chief executive creator for both the Olympics and the Paralympics last December, replacing well-known Kyojin actor Nomura Manzai. The staff shuffle was attributed to the need for more efficiency and postponement of the Games to 2021. Now, before he was part of the Olympics organizing committee, Sasaki had worked at controversial advertising giant Dents, where he produced a number of famous commercials, including a Japanese commercial for Alien Jones, which is a series of canned coffee brand Boss, starring Hollywood actor Tommy Lee Jones, and you can probably YouTube it and find those commercials. And the Shirato family ads for telecom uh, provider SoftBank. 
2016, Sasaki directed the flag handover at the Rio Olympics, where former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe popped out of a green pipe dressed as Super Mario. With the Olympic torch relay beginning due on March 25th, which is in four days, amidst contentious withdrawal from the volunteers and torch runners and arguments over where the games should be held at all, the organizing committee is no doubt hoping this will be the end to the long string of scandals before the scheduled start of the games on July 23rd. As for Watanabe, she's yet to comment on the issue, but given that the talented 33-year-old has now made the move to the U.S. abroad in her horizon, there's feeling that she'll be unfazed by the drama, flicking her hair to the side and waving bye to Sasaki, or flipping the bird, and anyone else who thinks it's okay to suggest a woman dressed as a pig for millions of viewers around the globe. Yeah. Yeah, that was really, he was really out of pocket for that. Just a dick move all around. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be funnier if Watanabe actually made that suggestion because she could play off of it and make everybody laugh. It's it's <laughs> one thing when somebody of that size yes. comes out and goes, you know, what would be really funny. Mm-hmm. It's another thing yes. when somebody is supposed to be in a professional setting and goes, hey, you know what we should do to the fat chick? <laughs> that it's It's... Yeah, you, you just, you, you don't play that way. And even then, I think he should have just contacted her with this idea. But still, I think that's just a bit, a little bit too much. But he would have been talking directly to her and they could have worked together on something. But still, that was, you know. Yeah, it's unfortunately a troublesome situation mm-hmm. where, I mean, we have it here in the States, but... Over in Japan, um, there is an overarching ideal idolization of a small figure that takes up no space, especially mm-hmm. in a feminine presentation. Yep. When you present as female or as girlish, you're kind of supposed to be demure and pale-skinned and skinny. And unfortunately, a lot of their medical um, background is if you're not within a certain measurement for mm-hmm. your height, you're considered fat and things like that. Well plus size folks in Japan have looked at reclaiming the term marshmallow girl and plush mm-hmm. size it's still it's still a very common issue because of how Japan right. as a society mm-hmm. views being plus size and taking up space mm-hmm. um but that's just something I thought I'd drop in because I think it's very important that even though we consume the media and we appreciate the culture that we also understand as we appreciate the culture, we understand all sides of it, and we're not just viewing it for an aesthetic. Right. Um, because there are a lot of troubling things that happen yep. that we don't uh, normally pay attention mm-hmm. to. And I think we'll touch on that briefly before the end of the show, but our next article is sort of, I guess, a rebuttal to that. Because she actually, well, two days later, she has something to say about that. Who wants to take that story? Um, I'll take it. Go so let it. me bring it back up real quick. Yeah. Uh, had it here. Come on. <clears throat> now I, now I freaking, okay, here we go. There we go. Yay. <clears throat> Come. Ah. What's happening? Internet issue? Okay, here it is. Okay, great. And Naomi Watanabe responds to remarks. <clears throat> the remark came from... While Watanabe remained silent on the issue, she's now released a statement through her agency written in three languages, Japanese, and Ch- English, and Chinese, mm. which reads as follows. <clears throat> As town affiliated with Yoshimidu, Naomi Watanabe has re- referenced the media for- in connection with her participation participation in the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games. Yoshimoto and Naomi Watanabe are not aware of the context of such articles and therefore do not know their authenticity. But Watanabe's comment is as follows. In regards to the Olympics, I was discreetly offended last year through my company and offered through my company to take part in the Olympic opening ceremony. Because of the postponement of the Olympic Games due to COVID-19, I was informed that such offer had been rescinded. I have been informed of anything since then, I am likely very surprised to hear through reports at media about a different d- direction regarding my participation than I had been initially told. As Naomi Watanabe, a person in the public eye, it, 
it is true there are times when people have told me my physique is large I've been working with the understander there will be times I'll be taunted for it in reality I'm very happy with my figure therefore I want to continue to express myself not only as someone who is large but as Naomi Watanabe <clears throat> however as one human being I truly hope from the bottom of my heart that the world can become a joyous place where each person's individuality and ideas are respected and accepted by all I also have a lot to learn my help myself over the help and guides of those around me I'll continue to dedicate myself to creating entertainment that anyone can enjoy. There you go. So yeah, she was very calm and collected about it. And I I, I guess she just, you know, thought it was like really, that's all you can come up with? You know, that kind of reaction. I mean, yeah, when you get teased about certain things, you kind and and as you get teased, the insults can get be more insultive, offensive, and eventually you kind of build up a tolerance to that. And it's like when someone makes an odd comment, it's like It's not that it doesn't yeah. hurt, you know, someone Oh, I know, it still hurt, but it's like that's all like, you got. Yawn. That's yeah. like unoriginal. Mm-hmm. Wait, come up with something new. Right. It's like I've been hearing that since I'm 12. And it's not like the it's not like the lack of response comes from the whole if you just ignore them they'll stop like they'll stop making fun of you like I was taught sometimes if you ignore them they will go away the and rest of the time you have of, to knock them on their tuchus you know, a lot of times it's, it's just like dude you need better material like I'm gonna start holding up little placards of like 2.5 3.5 1.0 like Mm-hmm. You lost points for sloppy form. Well, now, you know, it's one of those things where it's a movement to kind of ask them, like, why that joke is funny. Like, just be like, if they're like, ha-ha, you're a fan wheel, you can just be like, well, why is that funny, though? Mm-hmm. What, what Especially about it works on sexist jokes. Like, yeah, because then they have to explain their joke, and at the point where they have to explain it, it's just not funny anymore, because it's like, oh, oh, so you thought that was funny? Oh, how nice for you. Go back into your little hole, troll. Go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since, you know, explaining the joke kills the joke immediately. Yeah. That's part of the fun. And just, and just, you know, making them answer for their, you know, rude remarks is just like, what you gonna do now? <laughs> oh, we have our lovelies in the chat. Seattle Beery's awesome. He's mm-hmm. saying, as a person of size, I get more offended when someone makes a bad fat joke about people rather than a fat joke overall. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us growing up in, uh, like, alternative body sizes and styles and stuff like that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, at that point, we've seen so many, like, ways that people try to tear us down that we either have a thick skin or mm-hmm. we're about ready to punch somebody. <laughs> I, I, I have a thick skin, but there are certain comments I've heard where I have actually had to walk away or I've actually spun mm-hmm. around and thrown hands, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, like, when I went into the city uh, to see Beetlejuice uh, the last time I did, I went full goth when mm-hmm. I went and went on public transit. And that was very interesting to be dressed uh, in that type of clothing with that type of makeup um, in a setting like a bus or something like that. So I'm just sitting there and minding my own business and some guy keep, you know, comes over and is like, oh, hey, are you a witch? Oh, hey, are you goth? Oh, hey, why are you dressed like that? And I'm like, what does it matter to you? Leave me alone. And I feel that that needs to be more than just for fashion. It needs to be for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't need to question why somebody looks the way they do, why they're wearing the way, you know, the clothing that they wear. Um... You don't need to question their height. You don't need to question their weight, their their hair color, their eye color. You don't need to question any of that. Um, just keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. and let them live their lives, and you live their li- you you live your life, and that that's it. That's it. The end of it. And, and you risk not getting po- and you risk not getting your ass handed to you. I was gonna say, and as any of your parental or guardian units should have taught you, if you can't say anything nice, get the f- out of my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I just wanted to comment and be like, and when Mako rocks that look, because I love seeing my girl in her goth spirit, like she just rocks it so much. And I just heart her for that. So mm. yeah, no, I know wearing goth, wearing alternative fashion, wearing as I am part of the Harajuku or Kawaii subculture, I get looks, I get questions, even just these guys, even my little jelly beans that I have on my face. Um, I'll get people that stare, you know, and it's, and it's, it's not even that, like, I understand I have a privilege as being who I am in this space. Like other people have it worse, but at the same time, like I have been appreciating social distancing. I'll mm -hmm. just say that. Same here. And now we have our last story of the uh, of the day, which is a really interesting one. I like it, and Ichigo requested to take this one. Take it away, my friend. As I go from uh, goth queen to pastel vomit, uh, as I love to <laughs> call the affectionate term of my alternate style, uh, this this brought me much joy. Um, so a Japanese sake brewery launches a one-cup rainbow in honor of the LGBTQIA community. I am correcting it because the article has it incorrect. Um, and new sake will be sold in eight countries around the world. You'll mm. find a lot of sake brands throughout Japan, but one that everyone knows as the ubiquitous One Cup by Ozeki. Commonly sold at supermarkets and convenience stores in a convenient glass jar that allows you to enjoy a serving of sake anytime, anywhere. The One Cup is cheap but great tasting and its makers, Ozeki, have been brewing sake for over 300 years. Constantly evolving to meet the needs of the market, Ozeki describes itself as a pioneer striving to fulfill the needs of its customers with new sakes. This trailblazing spirit has led them to their latest release, a special edition called One Cup Rainbow, which comes with the tagline, We Celebrate Diversity. Uh, Ozeki says the new sake was created in response to proposals from young local employees and strong requests from overseas customers, and Ozeki has been producing sake in the United States for 42 years. After becoming the first Japanese manufacturer to break into the market there when it set up factory in California in 1979, and this has allowed them to combine tradition with the needs of the international market in an innovative way. The One Cup Rainbow features six colors, the rainbow flag, with red resembling life, orange resembling healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, indigo for serenity, and violet representing spirit. Uh, Ozeki isn't just promoting diversity with the new product. They've lined, they've set up a number of in-house initiatives to improve the workplace within the company as well. In 1996, they abolished the gender checks box on their job application forms for new graduate recruits. A big move in Japan, uh, where the community of LGBTQIA has had quite a history mm. and still does. Um, and, uh, in 2008, they established an in-house consultation service to pr help prevent harassment in the workplace, which is also a big move from a Japanese company. Last year, they implemented even more initiatives to help safeguard employees by revising harassment pre prevention regulations um, to specify the types of behavior that are grounds for it, um, providing training to promote the understanding and acceptance of LGBTQIA matters, um, setting up an e-learning initiative for LGBTQIA BTQIA initiatives for employees of domestic business companies as well. Uh, Japan is often cited as one of the country where the community uh, still has a long way to go. And I agree. And uh, it's heartening to see such a traditional, traditionally based traditional company uh, move to be more accepting and open and placing such an importance on promoting diversity. Hmm. It was initially made in limited quantities for release in eight countries, but it has plans to expand in the future. But stock has already sold out during the pre-sale. Wow. So hopefully, you know, it'll go well. And uh, I appreciate that this is not just an item of lip service, but that they've actually made strides and movements towards being inclusive and, um, and, and looking to push a uh, more accepting workplace. So that's kind of cool. And if it really is released awesome. in the U.S., I think it'll probably be at, like, H Mart and Lottie and probably, um, what is it, the one that's in New York or New Jersey? What's that place called? Uh, I know, um, Mitsua Marketplace. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited and I hope I see it in any of my shops. If yeah, I, I see think it, they said something about it being released May for the U.S. and Europe, so... If I see it, um, if I see it before you, I will buy a bottle. I will carefully pack it up and I will ship it to you, 
or if I have to, I will come down on a train and bring it Aww. to your house while wearing a hazmat suit. And our, our, our lovely, helpful Zenkai mod in the chat here at the twitch.tv slash ZenkaiCon Pennsylvania room, Mitsua. Mitsua was the one I was thinking yep. of from Jersey and New York. Yep. Mitsua. And, and California, I think, has them too. And but Chicago yeah, as well. Alright, so... Yeah, I, I would say possibly um, Whole Foods as well, um, because they do have uh, various country sections. And, uh, yeah, so that's also a possibility. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to see it. I, I just kind of want the glass. But, you know, I, I wouldn't mind the sake, too. <laughs> Barely. All right, so normally we don't do this on our regular show, but just for today, because we're doing something special, we're opening up the forum, Ask the Host. We'll keep it open for just a bit, maybe a minute or so, before we phase up on out of here. So if you have any questions about us, uh, ping our amazing mods in, in the Twitch chats, uh, the La Chocola and Wild Spice. Amazing staffers are part of Anime Jam Session, so show them a little bit of love. Anywho. Or if you're in the Zenkaicon chat, just go ahead and ask. Yep. We just figure we're just trying to cover all bases and so forth, you know, so. <sighs> Man, I actually got the little stream elements thing going. Might have to, like, readjust the timing on that. We'll just see how that goes, so. Um, I'm not seeing anything, and given the time, um, we're just going to go ahead and just, I guess, keep it going. I'm sorry. You know. Yeah, we're gonna get kicked soon, so Yeah. So so we're gonna go ahead and, and, and just and just wrap up the show, so we pull up the closing theme. There we go. So if you like the show, if you appreciate what we did and you enjoyed it, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where we have our weekly podcast, uh, links to our Facebook page for cosplay photos, our YouTube link for uh, convention uh, videos, um, anime reviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews as well, and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you have a mobile phone, like who doesn't, pick up any app or anything like that, and you can find our podcast. Check out over 490 episodes on any app that you use to check out, you subscribe to podcasts with. Thank you for that. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session, Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session, and Facebook.com Anime Jam Session. And down at the bottom of our page here are links to our tip jars. So if you like what we do, we appreciate a few dollars, the biddies, the cheers, and everything. Anything that comes in keeps it going. We keep the hardware going. We make sure our hosts have great headsets and everything so we can bring you all a great show. That's basically what we try to do here. Uh, let's see what else here. And we appreciate the auto hosts. Everybody that's hosting us today, Vlog Network, Zenkai, thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Can't hear you. Okay, there we go. Sweet. The Skype decided to be. Well, so, well, I got my, uh, got my connection all fixed, so I'm going to go dive back into GTA Online again. Sweet. Last words, Ichigo. I mean, uh, Mako-chan, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, my last words are, I cannot wait until I can wash this crap off my face now. <laughs> last words, Ichigo. I wonder if it's the same thing. I was gonna say, no, I was like, oh, I understand why you confused us. We're twins. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, I I appreciate you guys coming out to Zenkai Con's event. I hope that you guys join us on Tuesdays, Eastern Standard Time, 9.30 p.m. Uh, every week. Uh, we do this every week, and we're all volunteers, so we'd appreciate if you joined us. Thank you, and have a great rest of your Zenkai Con. Woo! My last words after this... I'm going to just make lunch and just watch watch more Seikano and, and and play play some Dragon Quest. 
Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back here on Tuesday with our normal show, normal time and everything. So we encourage you to come hang out with us and have some fun. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Makachan. And I'm Ichizami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Say good night, Makachan. Good night, Makachan. That's it. Perfect. We're out of here. See you next week. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing! Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>